we've experienced what change looks like and change can oftentimes be resisted by most. Um, and yet in an entrepreneurial business like the, like Keller Williams that we're in, um, we either lean into it and realize that that's the direction of, of visionary leadership, um, or often, or sometimes that comfort model of what things used to be like the mom's front porch and, and Mm -hmm. biscuits and gravy and all other things that don't change in life, um, of, of traditional real estate might be the direction that someone would want to go. Welcome to the disruptance podcast. Here are your hosts, Eric Forney and Michael Bounds. Every week on the show, we aim to disrupt the way real estate agents and entrepreneurs think about their business and life. And Mike, this week on the show, I want to disrupt the way you think about corporate America and entrepreneurship. And entrepreneurship has been made to be sexy and glorified and and trendy with uh, Gary Vee's hustle culture and all of the other uh, entrepreneur pushers. And I... I actually am one that doesn't believe that entrepreneurship is for everyone. In fact, I think that there are a lot of people who would be way better off being in a uh, corporate environment. And we have unfortunately made entrepreneurship sexy at the uh, demise of uh, the corporate work culture. And I don't know that one is good and one is bad. Maybe one is different and the other is different. And uh, depending on the person, uh, there's opportunity for success in both environments. And so um, what I want to talk about today is what is the actual difference? And then what should you expect when working um, in an entrepreneurial company versus a corporate company? And those two things are very, very different. And that's why not everyone is a perfect fit for one of the other. And maybe even at times of your life, you're not a great fit to be in corporate culture or entrepreneur culture. You may flip. That's right. And so let's understand what's the difference. Um, you definitely have to be built for this. Like <laughs> <you're> an entrepreneur, <laughs> this is... Uh, and the problem is, it's like you're walking into a fan and you don't even know that it's there. Like, because yeah. when you when you start this journey, I came from a corporate perspective. Yeah. When you go to school, we've been conditioned to be employees and to be corporate. So the hardest part of this job is transitioning the mindset from a corporate mindset to an entrepreneurial mindset. What's what's the difference for you mindset wise? Oh. Uh, the minds, uh, the minds from a mindset perspective, um, the biggest difference is um, you have to take action. There's nobody going to tell you what to do. Yeah. Whether you're successful or not, there's nobody to complain to. You can't say you're, you can't say that nobody trained you. <laughs> All that is on you. Yeah. And once you realize that. Um, I grew up like I lost my parents at an early age. And so I had that safety net feeling kind of yanked out at the age of 19. That's kind of the feeling that you get when you're an entrepreneur, because I, I was able to make that transition because a lot of agents that I talk to, when I talk to them about any of their failures in the past, there's other people involved <laughs> when in all reality, when you're an entrepreneur, there's nobody really to blame but yourself. 
Yeah. So there's so much good stuff in there to unpack. And, um, <laughs> you know, all, all four of us, all four of us have, um, recently read, uh, read a book that's, uh, that's actually a really, really good book. In fact, if, if someone's interested, um, in being a part of an entrepreneurial company or being an entrepreneur, uh, I highly recommend, the uh, the book it's called the team success handbook. Great book. Um, from the strategic coach organization, the team success handbook. So uh, we'll pull out a couple of nuggets from this because I think there's a lot of really good content and it's super short read. Easy read. You can read it in like, what, two hours. I mean, yeah. not even that. I yeah, mean, I read it on a plane and highlighted <laughs> it. I don't know that I've read a read a book in one sitting yeah. ever. So um, some of the things unpacking what you said, I think that are that are um, valuable for for people to know one way or the other is the idea of management. And, and when you're an entrepreneur, if you're a solopreneur or in a uh, in a startup or a midsize entrepreneurial value company, oftentimes there's no middle management. Yeah. It's you with a job responsibility um, and everyone's responsibility, everyone's responsibility, everyone. The responsibility is the success of the company, period. Right. Even if it's not your job responsibility, the success of the company is the responsibility of everyone when you are in an entrepreneurial company. Right. There's no, it's not my job. It's not my lane. I don't know how to do that. Maybe, maybe that's true. Yeah. In, in entrepreneurial. So when an entrepreneur, if there's, if there's trash on the floor, if you're the owner, that's you right. pick it up. Yeah. If you're in a corporate and you're the CEO of a business, that's the janitor's job. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's the difference. Yeah. When you're in a startup of uh, entrepreneurial team setting, you're picking up the trash, you're cleaning out the toilet, you're doing all the things you have to do in order to make the business hum. I feel like that's it talks in the book, too, about like everyone putting in the time and effort because everyone is like married to the results and excited about the results. So it's like not having that mentality that like, I'm too good for that. You're like, oh, does that need to be done and I can do it right now? Then I'm going to do it. You know what reminds me of listening to you was the idea of like being a parent. Because at the end of the day, like as a parent, like it is your responsibility. You have actually no choice. The, the, the survival and health and safety of your child depends on you to do it, whether or not you want to. Right. Right. Like I don't like, do I want to spend the time every, um, every day before bed ensuring that Hudson get, takes a bath? No, but uh, do I have a choice? No. It has to be done. <laughs> that's right. Yeah, I know. So, so it just gets done because there's no other choice, right? right? And that's what it's like to be in an entrepreneurial company is when the success and safety of the organization is your primary mission, then your, your choice is not whether or not you will be managed, but uh, will you be doing it or who will ensure that it's being um, done? And if not, it falls back on you one way or the other. Right. And that's that's different, though, from corporate America, where um, it's almost to your point is you're taught in school or, or maybe groomed school wise to follow a structure and to have a lane. Yeah. And in a corporation, it's almost like being uh, an elementary student again or a middle school mm -hmm. student where uh, you have your roles and responsibility and the teacher has its roles and responsibility. Principal has a role and a responsibility. The janitor has a role and responsibility. There's division of labor. Um, and there's not a whole lot of crossover in that division of labor. It's, it's so funny. So, and it's goes beyond school, like from a perspective of I, my, my grandmother has dementia. 
So every week I go visit my grandmother in a nursing home. So does that, she remember? I'm sorry. How does, does she, she remember that you go visit her? Every she week? does not. Okay. She does not. Every time I go, it's like a surprise. She okay. Totally. I bring okay. her ice cream. I bring her a blizzard. I wish I, like, I, that almost sounds like so uh, peaceful <laughs> to me. <laughs> it's like the ability to not she, remember yeah. a lot of things. And she sounds remembers back amazing. in the, back, back in the day. Oh, okay. And, and so when I was younger and yeah. so what she does is she always imparts this wisdom on me. Yeah. And she says, Mikey, Cause I'm Mikey. I'm still Mikey. <laughs> Mikey. She's like, go to school, go to college so that you can get a good job working for somebody. Okay. This has been ingrained in me. Yeah. Ever since I was a little kid to go to college and to go work for somebody. So when you step out and you become the person that people are working for, you, it's a mind shift. You have to, ch- so get mentors, get coaches like because you have to unpack all that stuff that I've been told since I was two years old yeah and it's been reinforced in our schooling and the biggest thing is um, when I partner when somebody comes in and they come into my organization they're partners I have to change their their mindset you're not because if you're an employee you'll act like an employee that's right a partner you'll act like a partner so I call all people in my organization partners that's right so let me go to the inverse of that then if you have to unwind the programming um and and right now millennial gen z hustle culture um the the glamorization of entrepreneurship is is gaining traction and popularity right so like we'll probably have the next culture of people will have had a little bit of a different programming than what you or yeah, I had totally. because they'll they'll hear that working a nine to five is actually the terrible thing to do, right? Is that becomes the way to get clicks on YouTube is to tell is to tell people that a nine to five job is, you know, enslavement of the American system and that um, that you know, corporates are all greed and, and all the other um, poser YouTube trash that we've probably all come across. Um, how do you then unwind someone's thought model who thinks that entrepreneurship is actually the path to freedom. I think that you, um, what would you just tell like someone anything. who wants that? It's just like anything. So s- some people are talented. Some people are blessed to do things and some people aren't. And just like nine out of 10 real estate agents get into the business. And in my opinion, they get into the business because they and and they bounce out of the business because they don't understand that it's a business. They come in thinking it's a job. It's a job. Yeah. Right. So just so I don't to be honest with you, I feel I feel like that that takes care of itself. Yeah. But what I do think is going to happen is there's if you could have that could be avoided is what I'm hearing you say. It, it, because it, if, it could be, but for people, so for example, for people like me that's been told their whole life, I thought I aspired to work in a factory. Okay. I wanted to work in a factory. I wanted to be rich like my grandfather and, and die working in a factory for 30 years. Now, granted, there's nothing wrong with that. That's right. But just saying right now, the way factory work is doing, I wouldn't, you know, factory isn't for me. Yeah. So what I think is happening, there's a bunch of people that work in a factory that are entrepreneurs. Okay. Okay. They 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 could have been entrepreneurs, but they okay. they've never. I've been blessed. I had a grandfather that I was able to kind of like. He, I was able to kind of see him run a business, 
But is an entrepreneur for everyone? I don't think that it is. Okay. Uh, but I don't think we're working in other type of situations are either. And this is why I say that one is not good and one is not bad. Yeah. Like, because they're drastically different. No. Um, and, and like for you guys, Kate and Tyler, which, you know, I guess, Tyler, you were in real estate. Uh, you were a real estate uh, I don't know. What are we going to call you? Were you a real estate agent or a real estate uh, inside sales agent, I guess? Yeah, um, I was an inside sales agent. Well, but, and then you've obviously transitioned to doing everything Whatever. else on entrepreneur. Right. <laughs> That's right. Um, how much actual freedom do you get as an entrepreneur? Would you have more freedom in a nine to five? I'll just, I'll take your silence as nine. I, yeah, um, I agree. How much, how much freedom would you get in a nine to five? More or less? I would have more. Way because, more. Yeah. Because it's like, you, you clock out and yeah. I feel like and you, you don't. Think about it. Yeah. When was you, the last time you guys clocked out of work? That's a good question. Um, <laughs> I, I, <laughs> just uh, probably the last time she probably the last time you uh when you got fired was probably the last time you clocked out <laughs> <laughs> right i'm with you yeah it was uh it's there is really no it's it's different because it doesn't feel like work at times. that's right sometimes it, because it, does, it feels like life yeah. exactly that's it's, the difference there is no work-life balance it's called life it's just like, when you're an entrepreneur right, right. Yeah. it is feel like a lifestyle yes where it is some some people get it and that's great and then other people don't and that's fine i don't expect people to understand understand it unless they've tried it and then and that's like i probably feel like what we're all talking together is because there's like a mutual understanding of like what the grind is, like what it is, and, yeah. and just dealing and with putting out fires that you weren't expecting, yeah. and waking up and you're like, oh, I've got to, have to deal with this now. Yeah, and it's it is something different. I mean, I was I was on vacation last week, right? And you know, if everyone, it's funny because I was talking to uh, one of the guys who used to work with work with us um, on the team, and he was like, oh man, that's crazy. You're on vacation this week. I I didn't know you took vacation. And uh, so that tells you how frequently I take vacation, right? And um, I didn't leave. Uh, we were at the, we were at the beach. I think I, I spent about ten minutes at the beach in six days, and um, I didn't leave the house for two because I was working. And yeah. so, if that's not it's structure, the, if that's not the lifestyle you want, yeah, it's structure. Yeah, in, in corporate, you have the ability to compartmentalize your life. That's right. So, like, I can work from nine to five. I get to click at, clock out. And I don't have to think about it. And on the weekend, I don't have to think about it. So how would you do this if you're a spouse and one spouse is corporate and one spouse is entrepreneurship? How to me, that seems like it works. Like if if everyone is in the same environment, I I get it. It's hard. It's hard, (laughs) bro. It's hard. Like I remember like going from being a salesperson and having a person that my last, you know, was hourly. And she never understood that concept. Yeah. And being a salesperson and being an entrepreneur is like on like another level. Yeah. And so it's a challenge. It really it is. is the, the challenge is, I think you used the right word for me. The challenge is compartmentalizing. Boundaries. <laughs> 
It, does your does your therapist say anything? Oh, about? I learned all about boundaries. <laughs> I'm good at them and everything except I business. Have, I don't have any. But I learned a lot. I don't about have them. any boundaries. I have them everywhere except business. So yes. I have not yes. accomplished it in business hey, yet. You know what? You set you guys set boundaries when you fired yourselves and your customers from listing photos. Right? Yes, that was like, big. Boundary yeah. wise, and it gave us it. It's the most freedom we felt like we've had. It doesn't mean that we have complete time freedom anymore. What did you anymore. get out of that freedom-wise? Uh, we had more time to focus on what we actually wanted to do. We didn't get into business at all years ago to do listing photos. Yeah. But as an entrepreneur, I don't have the book open right now, but one of them is talking about that entrepreneurs enjoy experimenting as they go and figuring yeah. out what works. Yeah. And that's what we had to do at the beginning. We didn't know how to use cameras necessarily yet. And so a huge way to practice was running four listings a day and you're getting people skills, business skills. You get all the skills kind of along the way, but it was never what we were intending to do for our whole life. Um, And once we kind of had the confidence to stop and because we'd been experimenting while we were doing something we didn't love necessarily, once we had the confidence to go out and just do that, the freedom we got was the freedom to go after more work. We've always talked about if every year we're doing less of what we don't want to do and more of what we do want to do, then we're winning. Yeah. Even if that's, that's slow. Im- I think that's, that's imp- important to take away, though, is, is that when you're removing friction from your life, you're actually finding more peace of mind. The 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 peace of mind doesn't come by doing necessarily more things you enjoy. It actually comes from doing less of what you don't enjoy or less of that friction right. um, in order to in order to accomplish that. And so I think that uh, maybe a couple of quotes you were referring to is that entrepreneurs uh, find security and opportunity, not in guaranteed paychecks. Entrepreneurs are interested in reality, not in theory. And uh, those those things are absolutely true. I think if of someone who's interested in in entrepreneurship, it's not go get an um, MBA and then um, you'll be qualified to become an entrepreneur. It might be, did you hustle sneakers at 12? I have an MBA. Yeah. I have an MBA. I got the MBA from the School of Hard Knocks. <laughs> hey. I was like, you do? I didn't know that no, one. No, no. I, I feel terrible. A, I, didn't. Look, I, have a de- I have a degree. In, I, have a, I do have a college degree. Yeah. But everything that I learned in real estate, and it's a, it's a, dis- a degree in business management, I learned in business. Yeah. And like sometimes we get the cart before the horse. We think that the credentials gives us the credibility when all reality you got to have receipts and then you come back and then that 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 master's degree actually validates what you have perfect so that's one of the other differences between entrepreneurship and corporate culture is that results are what matters yeah and being an entrepreneur and um time effort and and credentials matter in uh a corporate culture right whereas when when you're skating on potentially razor thin margins or small um, amounts of profit as an entrepreneur, um, the time and energy and effort and a degree doesn't pay your bills. And so the what matters is uh, results and the success of the company because the success of the company breeds more results, which is more of what uh, is needed in order to create more opportunity and survive. That degree isn't going to pay my mortgage. That's right. 
That's right. <laughs> so, I mean, I get it. I, I do. I think it's a way for us to like, um, we can actually like pick people at, oh, look, this guy has a degree or whatever. Uh, but at the end of the day, um, being an entrepreneur, you have to be results driven. Um, there's people out there that'll, that don't have a degree. They yeah. don't have those receipts, but they are talented. And they will b- drive your business. So you've got to be results driven. And what about motivation? Um, like, so it's a little bit different because I guess it between Kate, Tyler, Mike, you the in that recently, Mike, um, you're in a, you, you've taken over in a leadership role at, uh, at the Keller Williams, um, office here in Indy and, and so in theory you have a manager, right? And whereas in, in Kate and Tyler, you guys are on the Island by yourself. Um, is there anyone who pats you on the back and tells you, congratulations, keep going. You're doing a great job. Stay motivated, Kate. Almost never. (laughs) (laughs) Most of the time, anything I'm sending to someone, if it's a realtor, they needed it so badly that they don't have time to thank me for my efforts. (laughs) Thank you. Okay. (laughs) I'm speaking more from my listing experience on that, but. And, and my company, Pat, I want to say on the back. I get as many pats on the back (laughs) as an entrepreneur because I work, I work for you. Yeah. Uh, but the biggest thing, this is the biggest thing is like, you have to, you have to, for one, you have to, if you need that, ask for it. And I understand that with, with, especially with you, you don't just go out at a boys. Yeah. So like, if I ever feel like, do I need to like, I also know you well enough to know that if I was messing up, you would tell me that I was messing <laughs> yeah. up. So I almost take that as a compliment, if you will. So yeah. I've kind of like, until he says something to me, I must be doing. <laughs> I yeah. must be doing okay. And there's been one time where I've reached out to you and I said, "Look, you know, how do you think I'm doing?" And you said, "I think you're doing okay." And I took that as, I- yeah, it's interesting. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I hired a I hired a personal assistant here recently, and um, that was one of the tasks that I asked her to take ownership of was uh, soliciting her own routine feedback. It was. <laughs> I'm like, hey, because I'm not going to give it to you. That's right. Yeah. That's right. And it's not because I don't want to give it to you or it's not because um, that I don't have any. It's because I'm I'm almost Busy. always focused on something else. And I'm not saying that that's the right answer. No. Um, if, if we were going to put a leadership theory handbook together, that wouldn't be um, not give feedback. It would be to to give people feedback. However, um, it goes back to the difference between being a manager um, in a corporate culture versus being a leader in in an, in an entrepreneurial culture is job descriptions, um, annualized reviews, uh, r- routine feedback. Um, a lot of the systems, models, and tools that you would see in business theory oftentimes don't show up in an entrepreneurial environment. And yeah. so someone um, needs to be made aware of the, what's not going to occur in an entrepreneurial environment in order to thrive and be successful. And I feel like those things come. Those are almost like creature comforts. So, so how do you notice, guys motivate then? So I'm sorry. how do you stay motivated then? Without someone t- telling you attaboy and congratulations well, and hire, participation tried, trophies. I'm sorry. Uh, I try to hire people that are that uh, in the book and did a really good job of saying batteries included. Yeah. Um, like if I have to like, for one, my job is like, I look at my job as like energy. And if I have to spend energy motivating people, 
that's not a good like use of my resources yeah, or that's my right. energy. So I try to mitigate that by bringing in people that I don't have to jumpstart. Find those who are already motivated for yeah. more rather than to pull them along with you. Yeah. Yeah. Like we're sitting out here looking at the lake and it takes more energy, more fuel to pull someone behind a boat on a, on a raft or skis or, you know, whatever than it does just to drive the boat at a high speed, right? It's, right. it slows everyone down when you have to pull someone else behind the boat. That doesn't work when keeping the company alive as an entrepreneur is your primary objective. Yeah. And so being part of, uh, if you're not that motivated, um, or if you are motivated to have balance or to have compartmentalized life, nothing wrong with that. No. But an entrepreneurial company may not be the ideal company for you to work in if that's something you want. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Like my, my, I use my, my dad as an example, like, it was important. My dad never missed an athletic event or a function that I ever had in life. Like dude is as dependable as dependable gets when it comes to like follow through and showing up um, because that was, that was important to him. And so him owning a business would have, ne would have never allowed yeah. him to do that. Yeah. yeah. And that's perfectly okay. I think we've glorified entrepreneurship as I something agree. that is not. I agree. I feel like there's people out there that really don't know what they what they're the red pill or the blue pill. <laughs> That's right. They really don't know. And like when you really know, you're like, oh man, I would have so taken that red pill or whatever. <laughs> or whatever yeah, that's pill. right. <laughs> yep. yep. We were actually so, talking about something like that on the way here though, about and I feel like it pertains to this that really what you're saying in saying that there's not one that's good or bad is that you need to actually know yourself yeah, and so like read this kind of stuff even if it's not this book is like actually know what is like uh resounding with you or, like what sounds right on either side of it yeah. because like some people could think that they're not successful or they're lazy or they're not hitting goals but like what if they're making goals that just don't fit for them yeah. and of course you're never gonna achieve something if you're actually trying to live up to like even your grandma's example is making me think of that like if you're trying to live up to what you heard in your childhood or anyone influential said to you, you might not hit that goal. And then you might think, oh, I'm lazy. I can't do anything. And it's like, but was that even enough. your yeah. real goal? Like, what's yeah. your real goal? Another thing is like, I'm giving my wife, my wife is an example of this. She comes in, you're an entrepreneur. When you start a business, it's just, it's a mess. man, it is a disaster. <laughs> and so like everybody's is a disaster. And like my wife come in thinking it was like a well-oiled machine. And yeah. I'm like, nah, we are a mess. And not understanding that you, now I'm a well-oiled machine. Now I'm, but it's yeah. taken me time and practice and reading and coaching to and get to the position. So yeah, if you don't have the chops to cut it in that sort of environment, Nothing wrong Stay, with that. Nothing's yeah. wrong with that. Keep your corporate job. Yeah. Because read that book. If that book seems crazy, don't become a real estate agent. Yeah. So again, <laughs> the, the book that you're referring to, the Team Success Handbook, yeah. I think um, is absolute must read for anyone who's either going to become an entrepreneur or become part of an entrepreneurial company. Um, and, you know, I kind of would define an entrepreneurial company as um, a company that makes a lot of rapid growth changes yeah. one that's really ambiguous and fluid 
one that doesn't necessarily um, know tomorrow what tomorrow will look like. A good example of that would be Facebook. When Facebook started, it was run fast and break shit. Mm -hmm. Facebook had to change now to be a much different company environment than they were when they first started. Right. And so, um, if, if you're in that startup phase, especially there's a high probability that you're an entrepreneurial company. Mm -hmm. Oddly enough, Keller Williams is still, I would argue an entrepreneurial company, despite the fact that it is so big and partly because Gary Keller as a, as a owner and CEO is an entrepreneur yeah. and, and Gary changes directions quickly and regularly yeah. um, based on his vision for the future and, and the reality of the real estate industry, not necessarily based on um, theory yeah. and based on um, historical context. It's one of the things that I like um, uh, about Gary amongst many things is that uh, one, he's not committed to what worked in the past, right? He's committed to what will work right. in the future. Yeah. And, and that's what I think is a big difference. And one of the challenges for corporate culture is, is that you have to oftentimes kill the golden goose yeah. in order to have a meal. Right. Yeah. And, and yeah, that can be a challenge, right? KW has gone that direction in saying that the direction of the future for real estate is technology. Yeah. Not the direction of the future for real estate is more real estate agents man. who have, um, you know, world-class touchy feely hugs and, um, compliments offices it, that look like banks. <laughs> that's right. Yeah. That's yeah. right. I mean, which, which other companies have that vision, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and so, uh, you have to be willing to believe and be convicted that the future looks a certain way in order to be a part of an entrepreneurial company and, and then be willing to make that change. Not be stuck to what did work, but be, instead be willing to believe that what will work in the future is the direction to go now. I love that you're right. Gary Keller does that. And I love that Keller Williams is pivoting, just like the recent changes that they have made um, here in the last few months. I've talked about this in the in the past. I'm sitting there at the checkout at a grocery store and I see a TV guy and the TV guy is a magazine. Yeah. I told this story, right? Yeah, absolutely. Like they literally, when I was a kid, the TV guy was the only way you could watch TV. And guess what? Now you have menus on your TV and people don't watch TV. So guess what? TV guy had to reinvent itself. That's right. And so what they did was they made themselves into a tabloidy magazine that and now they're able to still survive. That's what an entrepreneur, uh, if you were a corporate bureaucratic, guess what? They would still be printing off the, the guide to your television and they would go out of business. So you have to have that in your business. You know, Mike, when we look at um, we, we experience this, uh, the change reality um, a lot in our in our business. Um, Change is certainly not something that everyone welcomes in a in a larger organization. You know, we're we're a hundred plus agent um, company, and and we've made a lot of changes in the last fifteen months, uh, especially in light of a pandemic. Right? Is uh, we we changed what I believed was an antiquated real estate model, um, and by that I mean there are a lot of um, holdover things that have been done in our industry for a long time that weren't necessarily benefiting anyone. 
and certainly weren't benefiting um, our agents as business owners. Um, and I made those changes and not everyone um, loved them. And part of the reason why we don't love change is not necessarily because um, it's not the right thing to do, but because we get comfort right. and certainty and consistency in the way things have always been done. Yeah. Right. And so one of the changes that we made was um, you know, eliminating, retaining earnest money and collecting earnest money. Who's writing checks in 2021? I have no idea. However, um, our industry has widely accepted that someone would write a check and hand it in person to someone at a, at a real estate office to hold in a separate bank account until a closing transacted. That to me is the most antiquated, ridiculous idea that I could come up with that is no different than walking into a bank and getting cash rather than swiping a card or, or using now your phone mm -hmm. to pay for the exact same transaction. Mm -hmm. The last thing I would do is carry change or checks. Mm -hmm. And so why we would still pay for that and disrupt our agent's time and money didn't make sense to me. Right. And, and so we've experienced what change looks like and change can oftentimes be resisted by most. Um, and yet in an entrepreneurial business like the, like Keller Williams that we're in, um, we either lean into it and realize that that's the direction of, of visionary leadership, um, or often, or sometimes that comfort model of what things used to be like. We the mom's front porch and and mm -hmm. biscuits and gravy and all other things that don't change in life um, of of traditional real estate might be the direction that someone would want to go. The, the neither is right and neither is wrong. I think it a lot of times just depends which person are you. Yes. Do you want to be disruptive? Do you want to be innovative? Do you want to um, have it be a lifestyle? where where business is part of who you are or do you want to have uh, a business hat on and take it off at a certain time of day put it back on at another time neither of them right or wrong there's a massive difference though between being an entrepreneur and being um, in corporate culture i think we could talk about this topic for for hours yeah. um and maybe we'll do that uh next week more more differences between the two cultures. But the biggest one is, I think for people to take away is it's okay to work a nine to five. Uh, it's okay to be an entrepreneur. Neither of them are better or worse. Sometimes I just, I daydream about it. <laughs> right? Sometimes I'm just and, like, man, if I could just clock out right now and just be done. And yet and you like, wouldn't it's do Memorial it. Memorial weekend. I'd love just to Go out and I've got and be excited about just get a like a hall pass weekend. or something and just yeah exactly <laughs> just be like all right I'm out I'm gonna use some some of my uh, paid time off because I got to otherwise <laughs> paid time off use it yeah. or lose it yeah, you mean you don't have paid time it. off as an entrepreneur what do yeah. you mean so that's what I'm trying it's like sometimes I just like I'm like man that would be nice but then I know like, the moment I'm like still. I'm like, okay, so, oh, that, we have you ever this. gone down we that rabbit that. hole with paid time off before as an entrepreneur? Like, that's the one that I realized, like, and I going on guilty. vacation. I got to work on that. I'm like, man, this is the most expensive vacation I've ever taken as an entrepreneur. Yeah. I, ha I had to pay for the vacation, right? Yeah. That's normal. Like, yeah. in, in, in corporate America, you have a vacation, you pay for the vacation, right? right. And that's it. Right. 
Now, as an entrepreneur, you have you pay for the vacation, you pay for somebody to cover your job while yeah. you're gone. So you got to yeah. pay that person. Yeah. And then you pay for whatever business you lost or revenue you lost while you were out yeah. or whatever mistakes or challenges or issues came up while you're gone. You're like, man, that's a five X vacation I just took. I should have left the country and gone on an African safari for the amount of money it cost me to go on that vacation. Yeah. Yeah. It's hard. Like, and when I was an employee, I I very rarely took vacations. I was that guy that never just, I worked all the time. Uh, but this is the thing. If you, I have an assistant, um, I have a really good crew. And so now I'm, I'm actually not working as hard. Yeah. Yeah. You can definitely um, take steps too. Yeah. Absolutely. Like it's just right now we're talking about like, the startup phase. Yeah. The part of the startup phase. Sometimes is getting, you get pulled into the startup phase, even uh, when you're you not. Get back yeah. with it. So you get That's out right. of the startup phase and you <laughs> get right. back in. You get knocked <laughs> back in. Or you figure one out and you're like, I'm going to do something else again. Yeah. This is, this is yeah. I'm too oh, comfortable. Yeah. I'm right. good at that one. Yeah. That's a, I better you do start that with this. Mike. Where you're like, oh, everything is going really well. I probably should jump in here and mess something up. Now, yeah. it's all, now that it's yeah. all smooth, I let's better. rebrand. We should get a new logo. Maybe we should. Start a podcast. Normally, I don't have that problem. <laughs> Normally, I get thrown back up in the startup phase. Like yeah, like Tyler's starting a podcast about playing cards or something. Oh, everything's going well. I'll start a podcast. I'm doing just fine. <laughs> I, yeah. yeah I, um, one thing that I do love in that book was about, um, about how it's like how you have a high tolerance for risk and also going after opportunities versus paychecks. And I do feel like... I've learned that just from like documenting yeah. you guys for a couple of years now is then I've like been able to see like just different businesses operate. And then I've been able to see different um, real estate agents across the country even, or just different businesses um, handle risk differently. And then yeah. you can definitely tell the difference between people that embrace it and look forward to taking a risk and new opportunities than people that are just trying to use it as like benchmark to like, okay, once I get here, then I'm going to be check blank. that box. And then, but then I, I feel like where it's different, at least like in my experience working with you, Eric has been like, you, you enjoy the, like, uh, let's just go for it and see what happens. What's the worst that could happen. Yeah. And then it's usually like, Oh, I'll just lose money. Well, we can make money. So it's, yeah. And in my opinion, it's always like, why, why not try something yeah. if, if you've got like a gut feeling that like, Hey, there might be something here. Yeah. Yeah. You just had your, you just had your loss yep. as much as possible. And then you, and then for me, what I've looked at and said, okay, is do I, do I get to work with people? Like to me, it's a, it's a, it's a people gamble. Yes. Yeah. It yep. just says, okay, am I, am I, do I have the opportunity to work with people and learn from people that I think will benefit my life mm -hmm. from learning experience, position, money, all of those influential yeah. things. And if the answer is yes, then it's probably worth it. If I can minimize my downside loss and, uh, and then if it doesn't work according to plan, then I bet I learned something. Yep. What's the worst thing that happened? You just yeah. do something. <laughs> yeah. We lose, like, I'm <laughs> out of time. Yeah. That time will go by with yep. or without me doing that, though. And then, know? since in being an entrepreneur, then you're just, I feel like after having done it for five years now, you just, you start looking at things with a filter of opportunity. Yeah. Not necessarily as like, oh, well, this might cost or this could do this. It's more like, well, there's, 
there's a problem here. So it's an opportunity. Yeah. There's an opportunity for something like that, especially going back to what you just said, like, is there an opportunity to work with somebody like this? And then we could turn this into that. And then this could become this. And then imagine if it's, yeah. I mean, look at the PayPal mafia, you know, look at, look at PayPal. That's basically what, what happened was, um, everyone within PayPal has become wildly successful and entrepreneurial after, um, working together at PayPal because, uh, they work with more successful, driven, um, intelligent people, um, to make magic and continue that drastically different than working in corporate culture, neither of them better or worse. 